Hey there, this is Marshall. Hey, just before I start this podcast, I did want to welcome a new member to the Patreon friends of the Journey Into podcast. That welcome goes to Rish Outfield. Thank you, Rish. I appreciate not only that, but all the contributions you make to this podcast, whether it's Delusions of Grandeur, whether it's our new Outfield Excursions. I appreciate it. And and all the voice work you've done over the years, I I really appreciate everything you do uh, for me and for this podcast. And to to add a $1 donation into that is above and beyond. If anybody else is interested in joining the Patreon for this podcast and making a $1 donation or some other offering of their choice, head on over to patreon.com slash journey into and take a look at the, the different tiers and rewards that I have to offer there. And I just put up episode two of the Outfield Excursions on the Patreon where Rish and I talk about Dracula Untold. So check that out too. But for now, please join me for another episode of Strewn Along the Path. Welcome to another Strewn Along the Path episode here on the Journey Into Podcast. I'm Marshall Latham, and uh, today I'm going to talk about Jessica Jones Season 2. Now this is getting really, I'm getting really behind (laughs) in my superhero TV shows, and maybe I should just quit while I'm ahead at trying to cover all of these things. Um, There's a few that have come out that I haven't even watched yet, because I don't want to watch them and then have to remind myself what they were about when I record an episode about it, similar to what I'm doing today here with Jessica Jones. Uh, This is 2018, January of 2018, and Jessica Jones Season 2 came out almost a year ago. It was in March, so I guess I'm, I'm still under a year ago from when it came out. But it's been a while since I watched it, so I had to kind of remind myself about kind of the specifics of what happened on the show. Now, before I get too far talking about this, I want to warn you, there will be spoilers. I'm not holding back with this episode. So if you haven't seen season two of Jessica Jones and you want to be surprised, then you might want to skip this one and come back to it after you've seen season two. Anyway, I guess overall, I I did like Jessica Jones season two. I'll give that away right now. But it was not as good as season one. And I think one of the biggest weaknesses is that it didn't have David Tennant as Kilgrave. I don't think I've seen David Tennant give a bad performance. You know, I've watched, uh, of course, his Doctor Who episodes. I've watched Broadchurch, which is another BBC production. There was two seasons of that. Uh, with him on it. I've seen Jessica Jones season one. I've seen (laughs) Harry Potter in the movies. He was in uh, one of those. No, but really, every every time David Tennant is is acting, I I just enjoy it. But more so for Kilgrave. I mean, Kilgrave was truly an evil character with just, he could just eat that up as as an actor. That's, That's one of the, I think, a coveted role 
that he got with Kilgrave. And he did it so well, and it was such an integral part of season one, that him being absent from Jessica Jones season two really showed. <laughs> and I, and again, that doesn't take away anything from Kristen Ritter. I mean, she doesn't, I, I really like her in this role as Jessica Jones. She's made it her own. She, she's a very unique character with, with lots of, again, it's a character that you could, can eat up as well, right? She's got so many flaws and such a bad attitude and she has superpowers, but she doesn't want to be a hero. She just wants to get things done. She wants things to be easier in her life. And just, you know, she gets crapped on a lot. Her her powers have not brought her fame and fortune. They've brought her troubles. All in all, I am proud of them for not doing Kilgrave. They, they made the choice to kill him in season one. And that was a great choice. If... Season two would have also been all about Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. It probably would have been weaker than what we got. So as much as I love David Tennant, as much as I loved that character in season one, they would have just been basically repeating themselves if if they did Kilgrave in season two. And so it's kind of a catch-22, right? I didn't like it as much as season one, but I'm glad they didn't rely on that. And they, they... did something new and different here in in season two. And there was a lot of cool moments, a lot of cool things, but it just wasn't as intense. It wasn't as... I wasn't as anxious to watch the next episode like I was in season one. I mean, it was hard not to keep watching Jessica Jones season one because I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see what was going to go on. Well, the other thing missing from season two is Luke Cage. Luke Cage was a big part of Jessica Jones season one, and, and something that I really liked about Jessica Jones season one. He's nowhere here. <laughs> uh, this takes place after the Defenders, and he may be mentioned in, briefly, maybe, in, in one of the episodes. But there's no Luke Cage, there's no uh, Kilgrave. Well, there is an episode where Kilgrave comes back in Jessica's head, which was a great episode. And the reason he's there is great as well. And we'll get into that. Again, I want to avoid going episode by episode. But if you remember Jessica Jones season one, kind of every once in a while they, they mention, well, I guess quite a bit, they tr- they established that there's this company called IGH that experimented on people and, and is responsible essentially for Jessica Jones getting powers after she had the accident with her parents. Her mother died, supposedly, <laughs> in that accident. Her parent, both of her parents were killed in that accident, as far as she knows. And she survived, but she had superpowers and IGH was responsible for all that. They they pretty much laid that out. It wasn't the main story. It probably wasn't even a the main subplot, but it was there. If you remember the character Will Simpson, he gained superpowers by taking pills that made him full of adrenaline or whatever, and he was able to do superhuman things because of those drugs. And of course, he became addicted and took the red ones and the blue ones and all that stuff. I didn't really like that character in uh, season one, but that laid the foundation again with IGH, that IGH was the one that was giving him these pills, and there was this 
Dr. Kozlov that gave him these pills and was kind of experimenting with Will Simpson. And so they go full bore with the IGH stuff in uh, season two. I mean, that's pretty much what it's about. It's about Jessica's origins. It's about IGH and what they're up to and what they have done. And I will spoil that her mother didn't die, that her mother was also experimented on, that her mother is still alive. I warned you at the beginning (laughs) that there would be spoilers. So there's also a subplot with uh, Jerry Hogarth, who's the lawyer. She's not a very nice person. She's been in the other shows, and I and I said that I did like her uh, in Iron Fist, which is kind of funny. But she's back, you know, quite a bit here in Jessica Jones. That's that's where she was featured a lot in season one. So she's back for season two. However, in this season, she's kind of a tragic character because she is contracted ALS, uh, which is a very debilitating disease. You know, Stephen Hawking, other people, you know, that struggle with that, and it's just debilitating. And so she's facing the loss of her career, and her partners are trying to get rid of her, all that kind of stuff. And she she has a hard time throughout the episode. She trusts somebody and wants to get superpowers herself or to be cured, find some way to be cured. So if that means using IGH experiments for that. She's willing to go ahead and and investigate that. She has nothing to lose, essentially. So there's there's a whole subplot with her. I don't know where to begin. Um, (laughs) I guess, you know, Jessica Jones at the beginning just wants to, to be an investigator. She doesn't want to worry about IGH. You know, she wants to get past everything that happened with Kilgrave. But she can't. Because everybody, that's all anybody talks about. She killed Kilgrave. All these things, they they remember her for that. She is busy as a private investigator. And there's even a, another, there's like an investigation firm. They want Jessica Jones on their team. And there's this guy called Price Chang. And he offers her to, to work for them. And that he'll provide financial support and all this stuff behind her. But she, they, he wants her to join them or be absorbed, I guess, by this other company. Uh, she says no. She wants to do her own thing. That's Jessica. Uh, but he won't take no for an answer. And so he's kind of goes throughout this entire, or at least the first several episodes. He's he's definitely a part of it. And he won't take no for an answer. And she, she does kind of attack him. Jessica does and injures him. So he plans to sue her. And it's just kind of a ploy to get her out of the way or to get her to do what he wants and those kinds of things. And so there's there's that kind of stuff going on in the first episode. And I really liked the in the first episode, there was this character. She was doing a bunch of uh, pro bono stuff or wanted, I can't remember why she was doing it, but she took on a bunch of cases of people that would never get or she didn't take them on, but she was interviewing all these people to do pro bono work, meaning she wouldn't get paid for it, but she would do investigations for them. And there was this one guy called Robert Coleman. He called himself the Wizard. Um, he had super speed, similar to the the Flash, I guess, but it wasn't consistent. He had these little spurts. 
So he'd be walking along and then he'd go really fast and then he'd be walking along further down the road and then turn the corner and then he'd go really fast. But it was just kind of in spurts. Um, But I just loved that they called him the Wizard because the Wizard is a Flash type super speed character from Marvel from back on the the Invaders, you know, back in the 1940s, uh, World War II comics. There was the Wizard. He was (laughs) in there with uh, Captain America and Submariner and Human Torch and all that kind of stuff. And so I just loved that they called him the Wizard. He was kind of this just, you know, just, I don't know if he was nerdy, but, you know, just this, this overweight guy that was very meek and, and whatever. Um, and even Robert Coleman. And that just made me think of Mer Lafferty's Playing for Keeps story. Well, of course, she wrote the novel Playing for Keeps, but there was a story where Barry Coleman played this guy that had superpowers, and his superpower was that he could take off his limbs at will and they would be replaced. And so, um, I, and I did a story, I produced a story for that on the podcast. Maybe I'll uh, link an episode to that. But anyway, he, she was kind of convinced. So he talked about that he was given super speed by IGH and she just kind of blew him off at first. But then uh, when she follows him and he's killed in an apparent construction accident, she starts to think maybe there's something to what he's saying. Cause he was saying they're out to kill me kind of thing. And so she, she traces him back to this abandoned building and she starts having memories that she was in that building that she was experimented on in these rooms and, and starts flashing back to when she was a little girl after the accident. And so she starts to investigate IGH more and, and uh, goes back to these things. Uh, she also finds out that uh, Dr. Kozlov has been killed in an accident. And uh, everybody thinks that Simpson is behind it. But, well, and so does she, because, you know, he kind of went off the deep end uh, in season two. And uh, Trish Walker is Jessica's foster sister, I guess you could say. Um, They're pretty close, and she really wants uh, Jessica to... You know, she was the one in season one that was trying to get Jessica to to look into her past and to investigate IGH. And so she's trying to help do things. And and, uh, I guess we learn more about her backstory where she was molested as a a younger teen actor, you know, famous person by her father-in-law or her mother's husband or whatever. And so she confronts him to get information on IGH. To get records, I guess, to support their claims. And then she's in trouble and Jessica comes to help her out. And they, and Simpson shows up and they, you know, we don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. It turns out he's not the one that killed everybody. But, of course, everybody thinks he did. But he was just there to protect Trish because he was kind of obsessed with Trish last season. Uh, Jessica also kind of has a run-in with her new superintendent in the building. He has a daughter and he's kind of scared that because of Jessica Jones powers that she'll put them in danger. And so he's trying to get rid of her. And eventually he becomes a love interest and uh, blah, 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 (laughs) all that kind of stuff. You know, I could go into detail, but that's not what I'm here for. So, you know, they, they track down this other doctor that worked for IGH that Jessica remembers and they find her dead as, as well. 
And then Trish, you know, gets on the radio and asks the public for information on this person. And <clears throat> she receives a call from somebody that claims to be this Dr. Hansen. So maybe it wasn't her. And I can't remember if they, they probably verified it wasn't her or something like that. But uh, she wants to meet with Jessica. And so they they meet and she learns more about IGH and her stuff going on there and that they had to bring her back to life, that Jessica actually died. They brought her back to life and the superpowers were just kind of a side effect of that. But in their conversation, Jessica says something that that angers this doctor and the doctor runs away and she escapes from Jessica using similar type of powers, you know, super strength, that kind of thing. Oh, and then, yeah, and then they do find out that the real Dr. Hansen was the person who was the charred skeleton there. You know, they continue to track this woman. They, they continue to, to try to find out more and this kind of stuff. And and Trish is kind of jealous or not, I don't know about jealous, but she wants to be more useful. So she takes the drugs, the performance enhancing drugs that uh, Simpson was taken earlier. And uh, she starts to become addicted to that. But then Duncan finds out. Duncan, if you remember, he's kind of... Uh, Jessica's assistant, and he, last season, he was a drug addict because Hillgrave made him that way, and, and now he's cleaned up his act. He's trying to, to be responsible, trying to be like a junior investigator and, and help Jessica. And there's some, you know, difference of opinions between him and Jessica. Well, anyway, he notices that Trish is, is becoming an addict, and he tries to help her, and they end up, you know, becoming lovers and all that stuff. So that's going on in the background as well. So, you know, they're following leads. Jessica especially, you know, is following these different leads about IGH. And as she goes along, she she remembers more and more about her time there and about the, the time around the accident. And she meets... So there was this nurse that was killed in the hospital. And there's a guy named... Uh, I can't remember his name, but David, I think, <laughs> was his first name. Anyway, he he was he's serving time in jail for killing this nurse, and Jones goes and talks to him and finds out that it wasn't her; that it was this other mysterious woman, who is Jessica Jones's mother. She doesn't know that yet. I'm giving that away early, <laughs> but uh, anyway, she follows him to an aquarium, and uh, he meets up with this. Carl Malice, who's a doctor from IGH, and she remembers him. Uh, once she sees him, she you know she kind of has a flashback and remembers him, and uh, follows him again. And then he shows up with the mysterious woman, who's Jessica's mother, and she finds out that Jessica's there, and she smashes the aquarium, <laughs> and so everybody has to leave, and all these fish are dying and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then. She eventually follows Malice back to where he lives and finds out that the, the mysterious woman is there with her. And then at that point, they reveal that she is Jessica's mother. And how did this happen and what was going on? And they have a, a whole flashback episode. And I, I love that kind of stuff. 
in TV shows. You know, you're you're watching things and then they go back like 10 years or whatever. But it flashes back to the time of the accident. And, you know, Jessica's saved. She's returned back to the hospital. But her mother's injuries, you know, she's assumed dead, essentially. But Elisa is, uh, is her name. And she just, her, her injuries were more severe than Jessica's. And it took a lot of time, a lot of years, and a lot of treatment to, to help her. And her face is scarred, and she's bald, and but she does have the increased strength. And But along with that, she has, it, it changes her personality. She has mood swings, so she gets angry. She gets angry really quick, and with, ex, you know, superhuman strength, that, that becomes a problem. And so she's the one that killed the nurse. And, and she's she's not stable, right? Her her mind has been ravaged by all these years of treatments and things like that. But and anyway, in this episode, um, you know, it goes back to Jessica and Trish. You know, Trish is kind of in a crisis mode. It's after her phase of being a child star. And again, I, I love that they they bring that in from the comics, Patsy Walker and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, you know, Trish is in this this crisis phase. She's trying to stay popular, and, and so she, she comes out with a music video. She kind of goes into a music career. But it's it's one of those pop music careers where it's created around her character kind of thing. Not necessarily that she has a lot of talent, even though she is talented, but you know it's all the production and, and trying to capitalize on her fame. And so her new single is debuted at a club, and she's just kind of superficial, and, and she's just a, an alcoholic, essentially. And Jessica kind of helps her. And anyway, but I, I like those kinds of flashback things where you get to see these characters that you know in the regular series, you know, how they were in the past and some of these past interactions. And it comes to find out that her mother did come to her aid. Well, or sort of comes to her aid, right? Jessica has a new boyfriend. She loves him. But, you know, then she watches the boyfriend and thinks she sees him apparently attempt to exploit Jessica. And she kind of confronts him and then ends up killing him in a fit of rage. And then, of course, that brings sadness and devastation to, to Jessica. And it ends up with her reconnecting with Trish and helping her become sober and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Where you get to see just a, a, something different. It's a one-episode capsule. But you get to see these characters from a different point of view or a different point in their lives. I think Supergirl did an episode like that last season. And I haven't talked about Supergirl at all on the podcast. But I'll have to do that. But anyway, there was there was kind of one of those flashback episodes when uh, Supergirl and her sister are younger growing up. You know, it's a similar thing, right? She was a foster family, too, in a foster family, too. So anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about Supergirl right now. We're talking about Jessica Jones. Uh, how much detail, I guess, you know, basically Jessica tries to connect with her mom. She overlooks the mood swings and figures that she can help her. And it, at this point, it, it reminds me of when that episode last in the first season, when she thought maybe she could reform Kilgrave and make him into more of a superhero, a good guy rather than always using his powers selfishly and you know just to serve his own means. But 
he could use that power to do good. And she tries to help him do that, but, of course, fails because he's an evil guy. <laughs> but similar to her mom, her, you know, these she can't, her mom can't overcome these mood swings. And, you know, just rages and, and has a fit and kills people because she's super, super strong, right? And so she can't help her mom, but she does convince her mom to try to redeem herself and to go to prison for her crimes, to give in, to, to give herself in to the cops and, you know, accept that she has killed people. And so she should go to prison and, and take ownership of that. But in prison, then, of course, you can't go to prison without having an evil security guard terrorizing you. <laughs> uh, just, it makes me, you know, that's the way of Hollywood. Anyway, so so there's this evil security guard and he's found ways to torture Jessica's mom and she's going along with it. Well, he, he does have some kind of a power inhibitor or something. I can't remember exactly what hold, but she he's shocking her and, and give, causing her harm. And Jessica realizes this and she follows this guy back to his home and she's just going to get evidence. But he comes home and finds her there because she trips an alarm or something like that. And again, spoilers. I warned you at the beginning, there would be spoilers. So she ends up killing this guy. Jessica does. And she and then she starts to question herself. Is she any better than her mother? Is she any better than Kilgrave? She's killed somebody. She's done something. And now she's covering it up. So is she a good guy? Or is she a, a, a bad person? And she's, she's dealing with this in her head. Even though this guy was evil and crappy and torturing her mother, she knows that it's not right to kill people, but she did. It was more out of self-defense than anything, but she questions that. And it wasn't really self-defense. Could I have escaped? And this, And so there's an episode where this whole time, Kilgrave is talking to her in the back of her head, saying, oh, Jessica, I see, you know, I can't remember everything he says, but, you know, he's there in the back of her head and just hearing his voice and remembering who Kilgrave was. And of course it's David Tennant. So it's good stuff. And that's, so that's a really cool episode as she's dealing with that. But Trish uh, tracks down malice. Remember I said she was kind of getting obsessed with getting her own superpowers. And so she tracks down malice and forces him to, to give her superpowers. And so they go back to that IGH facility and he begins to put her through the same process that gave Jessica and her mother abilities. <laughs> so she's kind of going off the deep end as well. Jessica finds out about it, is tracking down because I think Malice was supposed to leave town or maybe she was arranging for her mom to escape with Malice or something. Anyway, and then she finds out that Trish was there and tracks them back to the facility. And she arrives. Um, she's able to stop the procedure on Trish because it's probably going to kill her. Again, she's having these hallucinations or these conversations with Kilgrave in her mind. And uh, she almost kills Malice because of what he's done to his, her sister. But she's able to stop herself. And he ends up killing himself. Jessica, you know, takes Trish and, and gets her to the hospital. Meanwhile, her mom finds out about Malice's death, 
watch a news report and escapes from jail, from prison, essentially. And she goes looking for Trish. She blames for Malice's death and finds out that she's in the hospital and uh, goes to kill her. And then some police arrive. They're going to arrest Jessica's mom. You know, of course, Jessica tries to talk her down, but her mom grabs one of the police officers and jumps out the window. And, of course, it kills the police officer, and her mom gets away. So, you know, she's just, again, her judgment isn't there. She's making all these terrible decisions and continuing to kill people. And so Jessica doesn't know what to do. She you know, goes after her mom and doesn't know what to do. Should she kill her? Should she... How, how else is she going to stop her? And uh, she's unable to do it. It's her mom. And uh, she decides to go. Or does she decide? Or does her mom... Her mom might knock her out or something. And then uh, takes her. They're, they're traveling. They're going to go <laughs> across the border, I guess. And get away from the authorities. And uh, again, Jessica's torn. But she's going to go with her mom. You know, there's roadblocks and stuff like that. And, and so they end up going to this amusement park where they went when she was a kid. You know, Jessica has lots of memories of that. And she talks to her mom, and I think the plan is that she's going to give herself up again. But Trish, who had gone into convulsions at one point, you know, looked like she was on the brink of death. She comes back to it and sees the news about their escape and troubles with the police or whatever. And recognizes the the amusement park in that area and she's like i know where they are so she goes after there and at that point jessica and her mom are on this you know one of those huge ferris wheels with big covered seats kind of thing and they're just kind of hiding out waiting for the police to come and trish shows up and she's determined to to do what jessica can't make herself do and she ends up killing jessica's mom it's very emotional for Jessica. She cries. She, Of course, she's not very happy with Trish. She says she can't forgive her, but she decides to take the blame that she's the one that killed her mom. That's kind of where it ends. You know, Jessica, I think, ends up going back home and tries to go back to, to living a normal life. You know, again, nothing goes good for Jessica. You know, everything in her life is kind of crap. Uh, she does her best. She... she does help people, but, you know, she's just, everything in her life seems to go crappy. Trish, on the other hand, you know, and this is kind of cool. This was one of the things I really liked is they're taking their time with uh, Trish, you know, and like I said before, you know, she was Patsy Walker. You know, that was what she was as a child star was Patsy Walker. That's how everybody knows her. But of course she goes by Trish now and she's trying to escape from that image. But in the comic books, Patsy Walker was like a romantic comic book, like a teenage romance comic book that Marvel put out, or maybe it was Timely or Atlas Comics back then. But it, I think it continued after the Marvel line. And then eventually Patsy Walker came in and to Marvel Comics as a superhero. She was Hellcat. And so at the very end of the season two, it shows that uh, Trish has heightened reflexes. And so I'm thinking they're setting her up to be Hellcat, to be a superhero in her own right. So that's probably coming in season three. 
again, I can't remember, you know, with all these cancellations, I'm guessing there's going to be a season three. I don't, they announced that there was going to be a season three, and I haven't heard of it being canceled, you know, but Luke Cage was canceled. Iron Fist was canceled. Daredevil's been canceled after its third season, which I haven't seen or reviewed yet here. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm assuming there will be a season three, and I'm kind of interested to see what they do with Patsy or Trish Walker. I'm interested to see the evolution of Jessica as a character. Um, I'm interested to see if Luke Cage comes back. You know, in the comics, they're a married couple with a child. So I'm wondering now that Luke Cage doesn't have his own series and Claire, well, yeah, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll talk more about Luke Cage uh, another time. But uh, anyway, Luke Cage could appear uh, in Jessica Jones again. That would be interesting to see if they, their relationship actually does come forth. So I don't know. We'll have to see what's what's coming up for Jessica Jones and her cast of characters. Again, you know, Duncan... Malcolm, or Malcolm, I think I kept calling him Duncan. <laughs> it's actually Malcolm, right? Her, her neighbor down the hall. And then this episode, he was working with her. Now he's not working with her. He, I don't know if he really. I mean, he was there the whole time, and he got with Trish and was involved in several things. But there really wasn't much character development for the for him. I'm guessing Jerry Hogarth will be back. I never did finish up talking about her subplot, but eh, I don't really care too much. I mean, parts of it were interesting, but... So yeah, I, I liked season two again. Like I said at the beginning, I'm, it it didn't measure up to me as good as season one, but that's a hard season to beat. That's, that's really a, a high order to, to do better or the same as, as season one. And I'm glad they didn't stick with Kilgrave. I liked seeing Jessica Jones do something else, aside from being defined as a character by Kilgrave. That wouldn't do well for her character or make her a real person if the only thing that defines her is her relationship with Kilgrave. There's a lot more to Jessica than that. So, yeah, we'll see if season three comes and, and what it brings if it does. But that's a discussion for another day. So, yep, I have lots of (laughs) shows to catch up on. Not only ones that I've seen that I need to talk about here on the podcast, but new ones that have come out since I talked last. (laughs) Seems like there's there's stuff going on all the time. So, So I will be back. And I will be finding out what else is strewn along the path. See you around. Strewn Along the Path and other Journey Into productions are produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. If you share or use this audio, tell people where it came from, and please don't sell it for money or, or alter the original content. I'd be much obliged.
Then she ends up helping her mother escape, but she realizes that her mother um, is never going to get better. Um, she wants to. She loves Jessica. She wants to re- improve herself, but she just, she, you know, similar to the Hulk kind of thing. She just gets in these rages and, and can't control herself. She doesn't turn big and green, but she already has super strength. So... 